Hello and welcome to Leviathan News. Today is May the 4th. Be with you. And uh, today we are back with more Curve News. Garrett, what's going on? So the deployment was so nice, Curve decided to do it twice. We saw that when <laughs> Curve uh, you know, spiked briefly on the deployment news, they said, well, why don't we just redeploy and see if it keeps going up? We can keep doing this all day. Um, no, so what happened was actually pretty interesting. Um, let me pull up a screen share real quick so we can see if uh, any of the eagle-eyed watchers can actually catch what's going on here. <clears throat> so if you take a look at this particular line of code in the deployment script, uh, you'll notice the before and after. Um, when the So the contract was fine. The contract got audited. Everything looked good. Um, but when you deploy the contract, you can pass parameters to it. And usually the deployment scripts are not audited. So in the rush to get Curve USD out, you know, presumably a bunch of DGENs continually asking when, 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 um, Mitch wrote this up and accidentally swapped the fee receiver, which is uh, supposed to be VECRV, aka what receives all the money, with the uh, wrapped Ethereum address. So this would mean that the contract would not work with wrapped Ethereum and instead would try and forward any proceeds to Wrapdaf. So it's, uh, you know, fortunately there was like no particular risk of losses, except that some certain pieces of it wouldn't work and Curve would not be um, pumping on it uh, because no one would be actually receiving any fees from it. The other interesting thing that happened was there was one impatient Chad who saw, okay, there's no UI, the smart contracts are live. Um, Mitch created four pools with Curve USD and USDT, USDC, USDP, and TUSD. Uh, someone had about 50K in USDC sitting around and decided, YOLO, I'm going to go ahead and swap some money for Curve USD so I could be the first person to hold it. Uh, so Curve had to go on like one of those like hacker on chain message goose chases where they tried to find this person and you know, basically offer them reimbursement so they could redeploy. Dude, this is so much cooler than I thought. Like I had heard um, that there was an issue with their redeployment and uh, that, that they did it twice and all this stuff. But this is the first time I'm sitting down and seeing what the issue is. And I just, I think it's like so cool how, first of all, how like simple and like legible this mistake was enough that like even people who don't, don't program or program very little can understand it. Um, and that it can be fixed. And like, I, this is just such a crypto story about like, putting code in production and it being like real and then people diving in and trying to get curve USD, which is like crazy on itself because there's no alpha in a stable coin. And like, um, I just like, this is just like so messy and like crypto imperfect. And like, I'm just super happy we can have stories like this where no one got hurt. And um, again, like I said yesterday or, or two days ago, Good luck, Michael, and sorry the community sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like a really important issue. Like, well, I often stay away from any new protocol for you know several days, weeks, months, mm -hmm. if possible, because of things like this. You want that Lindy effect, uh, something that's been around for a long time without any hacks is probably going to be safer. And this particular bug is actually a bit of a debate within the, the developer community because it's easier to build a contract like this where you just swap out certain parameters at deployment, which means it's basically the same whether you're doing it on a test net, on your local machine, on live. Um, but the safer way to do it is to hard code all the addresses within the contract. That way, when you like send it out for auditing, it's much more obvious if there's bugs like this. Uh, but then the downside is you have to create a new contract for test net, a new contract for live. Mm -hmm. So developers really hate doing this. Uh, so it's like a bit of a a bit of a chicken and egg problem. There are ways around it. I'm sure the community is going to come up with something. 
yeah, like very basic development problems and like figure it out. I, I just, you know, th like this is the first time that new technology is being built right in front of us. And like we can participate and like be here for it. And I just, can you imagine like in a nuclear bomb when they're developing that, like we found out like, oh, they swapped the parameters and this is the small change and how it's going to fix and like no big deal. But like no one's ever been privy to this kind of stuff before. And it's just like really cool to see it happen like on chain and for real. Yeah. And um, good news is, you know, deployment has already gone ahead and reproceeded. So no, no funds were lost in this case. And we hopefully should have confirmation from a curve dev, Ivan, who's been very integral in building out both uh, the, the basically the bridge between the back end and the front end. Uh, he was supposed to join today. Uh, we got a bit of a late start, so he couldn't do it. But he should be joining us tomorrow to talk about some of the technical issues. Uh, the UI is not yet deployed, so maybe by tomorrow it will actually be deployed. He could walk through the live UI, or maybe it's going to need you know, weeks, months, years of testing. We'll see. Years. Again, shout out to the guy who is like crazy enough to just like read the contracts and ape in $50,000 of CRE USD <laughs> literally literally with no purpose no yield no gauges like, like 50,000 yeah. is a lot of money no matter yeah, who just... you are obviously you swap most of it out but like I'm definitely keeping a, like at least 5,000 of this like of the unusable curved USD like that is irreplaceable <laughs> yeah let's you go ahead and everyone send them your favorite like a uh, po app for doing this Here's the yeah, yeah. Wait, so did they did they shut down this contract or so i don't believe the contracts can actually be shut down mm. uh there might be like uh you could drain liquidity from these pools for example i haven't actually looked into the details of the redeployment it was just one specific contract the controller factory which is responsible for essentially deploying new markets and uh re and and also at the same time um uh collecting fees right so I think that's going to need to be redeployed because I think those addresses are hard coded and there may be that any of the markets based on it also had to get redeployed. So it might be the I, curve USD is like the first uh, in the deployment batch. So that one might stay at the same address, but you know, this curve always does immutable smart contracts. They can't be upgraded because that presents a rug risk. So a great portion of this is going to need to be redeployed. Yeah. I was just wondering if those like, if that 50,000 would turn into something collectible that would <laughs> gain value on its own but it looks like it won't because the contracts just exist well forever. i think that if, if they deploy a new curve usd contract that is like the curve usd contract this essentially is just like trash right mm -hmm. and now we have and monopoly a, money yeah money. we have a forty-nine thousand nine hundred and seventy-four point whatever pfp <laughs> exactly go mint this as an nft somebody yeah <laughs> Uh, in other news, Nathan Chastain, the former uh, chief product uh, guy at OpenSea, was found guilty of wire fraud and uh, money laundering charges. And this was from him, I believe, selling five NFTs last or back in 2021. Uh, essentially, what he was doing was he knew what NFTs were going to come up on the uh, the, the front page of OpenSea. And so he would uh, buy a few before and then list. I believe he made about like somewhere between 15 to 20 ETH worth of profit at the time. What? Yes. Only 20 ETH and he's oh. going to jail over this? Yes. What? And he's been and he's been found guilty of uh, I believe it's five like five charges of wire fraud and money laundering. So uh it's you know <laughs> he could go to jail for like like 20 years per per count on the maximum end. So 
uh, you know, it's it is a pretty crazy situation, right? That he was found out. So the oh, this was actually like a community thing. I don't remember if you remember this, but some on-chain sluice, uh, like were like digging through the NFT sales on OpenSea at the time because it was very popular, and they found this one address who was like doing this multiple times, like five or six times, and uh, they published it on Twitter. And within a couple of days, he was fired from OpenSea. And then the feds came in and they, they brought these money laundering charges and wire fraud charges because, you know, he's not supposed to abuse his position like that. All while there's like millions of dollars being scammed elsewhere in crypto. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I think it shows like how unfair the, the way stuff is enforced uh within uh, this space and i think anywhere uh, like in, in every space in the world uh, it's not really about justice and it's not about what fair it's about which is uh, easier to fry i yes yes i i somewhat agree with you um you know there comes a point though where like you have to you have to like charge somebody when there's like clear evidence that they did something as it was in this yeah, case I'm just mean, you know, such a huge gap between what someone does and what he uh, gets when some other people, for example, think about how many people on the FTX uh, stuff will probably walk, walk away without free, without doing anything. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I understand. I know what you're talking about there. Um, but those those work a little bit differently in that, uh, you know, the FTX guys, they need convictions and uh, they, they need testimony. So they'll have to cut deals. So I'm sure I'm sure all the core leadership team of FTX is going to at least serve some prison time. It might not not be as long as we as we want it, but you know, the goal is to try to put Sam away for, you know, 20 to 30, 40 years for what he did. Yeah. yeah. Look, and and look Sam Sam whatever, right? Like whatever whatever happens to him, like we all saw the naked orgy pool picture party and like that can never go away. So like, whatever, that's all. When I think of Sam Bankman Freed, that's what I think of. And so there were no girls there. Okay. But um... there, there, there were a few, there were a few. <laughs> okay, and, Shout out to Wen Moon in the comments who says you have to be super bullish ETH to go to jail over 20 ETH. Exactly. <laughs> Wen Moon, come join us. You know the link. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, no, man, it's, I, I Sam, you and I normally butt heads over like government issues, but I just like it forget like FTX, who is obviously a problem, but like how often do we hear stories about like, oh, Coinbase has been caught front running like the new coins they're about to list like over and over and over again. And if I was the OpenSea guy, just based on how crypto has gone for the previous 10 years, I probably would have been like, there's nothing illegal about this. This is just how this fucking market works. You know, the way to make legal trades, though, is that you need to be uh, in Congress. And uh, this was from <laughs> Nancy Pelosi Stock Tracker yesterday, Representative Dan Goldman from uh, literally who represents Wall Street, right? The southern uh, part of Manhattan. Uh, he sold, what is this, uh, PacWest Bank Corp the day before it dropped 50% after hours. And... Uh, <laughs> I don't understand how you could time this any better, right? And this is must definitely be insider information. Uh, you, you see know, what it, I was it, talking about? 
Come on, that's crazy, guys. That's, that's literally, that's in our face, you know? That, that's why it's so crazy, because it's in our face. You're a small fish, we're going to fry you. You swim with the big fish, I swim along, man. It's all about fun. I know. You know, it's just not, it's not illegal in Congress to trade on insider information, though. Yeah, it's like, <clears> it's <throat> like literally not illegal. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a license. You, you're actually saying that if you're on Congress, uh, you have a license to do insider trading. Pretty much. Yeah. And so there are a couple of bills that are going to uh, try to I mean, really, they should just restrict people to um, not trading at all. Right. You shouldn't be able to own uh, single stocks or something when you're in Congress because you're pretty so much in, like inside information that moves markets like material information. Um, oh, that, okay. I could try and steel man the case that this is OK. Uh, go ahead. Go so, ahead. I, I think you could make the argument that, uh, yeah, first of all, Congress people are paid very, very poorly. <laughs> oh, okay. So if they, uh, <laughs> what about the rest of us, Garrett? <laughs> like, like, like someone who's in DeFi is not going to want to take a job as a congressperson that pays like a pretty bad salary. But more importantly, like you could make the argument that it's up to the residents of the district to decide if this is improper behavior and vote them out the next election. Yeah, honestly, I like I'm. I'm a little more with Garrett on this one, just because like, look, like if you start making restrictions on like what people can own, the reality is, is that like the only people that are going to take these jobs are like one, the people that are willing to cheat and two, like the people that don't own anything. And like, that is like a, like, that's literally how the lobbying class takes over the government. You know, mm -hmm. it's like you have all these like uneducated, uninvolved people in these industries and like they need help. And so like they turn to help to lobbyists and stuff. And so I don't think there's a good answer for this. I think it's just a reflection of how like broken our society is. And like the only reason like we're focusing on Congress is because it's this one like weird thing where they have this law that literally lets them insider trade. <laughs> and so it's like obvious there. But I think it's just like a symptom of like the fact that our society is just not fair. Yeah. And, and on, and sorry, if we go back to that first Republic thing, like the, the scariest, shittiest part about that picture is like, obviously that's insider trading. Obviously, like there's something shady going on there, but also obviously like anyone who is paying attention to regional banks, probably also like, there's a reason it went down that far. Everyone sold because like the banking system is collapsing and we're all watching it. And like you you only have to be slightly conservative to like ha own pack West and sell on that. Even just saying like, Oh, earnings are going to come out and I'm going to like, and, and now we're in this situation where none of us trust this guy. Like we're all ready to like go to arms over this. And like, who even knows if he actually did anything done wrong, you know? Well, the ethics, I'm sure uh, investigation will be carried out. Uh, I'm sure it won't. And I know they do. I mean, this is, this is like, newsworthy stuff and there's been a couple of other instances of this happening before uh in the past year or two and this is one thing that like gets picked up by the media pretty quick so uh and especially for like incumbents who are going to be challenged in their in their next cycle this is this is pretty like damning news for them yeah i mean let's hope the world gets better yeah well getting back to DeFi, uh the arbitrum decks wait no this is the wrong one garrett <laughs> Uh, we're going to pull up the right graphic. Uh, Arbitrum Dex Kronos, which is uh, one of the bigger decentralized exchanges on Arbitrum, attracted $180 million of TVL in just one day. This is pretty crazy, actually. Like, uh, like <laughs> the amount of money that fl like came into this exchange in a 24-hour period is just incredible, right? Uh, the yields, I looked, they're 
they're relatively good. So it must be a newly launched exchange. Uh, but still, that's an insane amount of money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I, I don't know if we want to pull up like DeFi Llama and just look at the TVL stuff or not. But I mean, these numbers are incredible, like <laughs> hundreds of millions of dollars overnight. Um, and like, this is not the first DEX on Arbitrum where this is happening. Like this happened with um, Camelot and, and Grail. This happened with not a text, but like with Radiant and um, with, with, we now are in a situation where I think we have like six or seven or eight protocols on Arbitrum that are over a hundred million dollar protocols. And like our brains are so broken to numbers. I get that. But like hundred million dollars is so much money for like not only experimental technology, but like experimental technique, experimental scaling technology on our experimental technology. And um, I think there's like some concerning stuff about how like it, it is a little like sussy how these DEXs appear overnight and then appear, like suddenly get hundreds of millions of TVL. But it is like just so exciting that this is happening in a bear market and in our space. And like I cannot even imagine what it's going to look like when people actually like want to do DeFi things. So yeah, yeah, here's the DeFi Llama page. If you just scroll down a little bit, I think our faces are covering up the interesting part. Look at this, Kronos number three, 185 million TVL. Does anybody heard of that DEX two days ago? I just thought that they're going to be representative. Long, but definitely didn't think that uh, it would reach something uh, that high, that uh, that fair. And it kind of makes you wonder in a way, like uh, how much capital was uh, behind the scenes, uh, like that the, the team knew was actually coming, but they didn't want to do it in like an official VC way. Like I'm definitely not sure about how this stuff actually goes. Because I agree with him on this one, 180 million is uh, not uh, a small number of money. And like, do we? Know? I'm hearing that one week ago, uh, Representative Dan Goldman made a big investment into Kronos. So, congrats to him. <laughs> yeah. Did um, do, do we? You know, it would be interesting if we could like track this 185 million. Did it come onto Arbitrum to land into Kronos? Did it come out of other dexes? Like. This is so much money to just appear in this DEX overnight. Where did it come from? Great questions. Honestly, that's, that's actually some great uh, research we can do. Yeah. That's and then get, or whoever screen this is, if you'll just scroll up to the Arbitrum TVL chart, like we are at all time highs for TVL for Arbitrum. We're, wow. we're currently in a situation where we're pretty sure that a, like crypto is about to be banned from the largest economy in the world. And also there's like nuclear war and also like climate change and like whatever. And this is what the Arbitrum chart looks like. I mean, that's awesome. That's crazy. It's crazy. Airdrops work. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said it. <laughs> Look, I mean, the airdrops and the TVL has gone through the roof. I mean, it's, it looks incredible. Yeah. Uh, Garrett, I sent you one more tweet that you can pull up. Actually, uh, let's talk about Dan Goldman again. Uh, we're just going to end it here. Uh, this I found while I was looking through Twitter. Apparently, he also sold uh, First Republic on the 15th of March and uh, saved 75%, right? There's definitely some insider stuff. Why are we bothering with the Pelosi tracker? I want the Goldman tracker. 
I want the golden tracker. You know what? <laughs> they they have it. They, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shill Nancy yeah, yeah. stock trackers like product that they have, but uh, there are products out there that allow you to copy trade what these uh, politicians are doing. So if that is interesting for you, I think I'd rather copy trade. Uh, I don't know who who's the best trader out there, like Tetranode right, or not financial advice, not not financial advice, <laughs> Rex. Yeah, my, if you want to copy trade me, it's wait for like a a meme coin that has like somewhat good financial sounding backing, and then throw all your money into it, and then in two weeks when Ohm is worth five dollars, then that's when you sell. Uh, <laughs> Rex was definitely uh, one of those people in Wall Street bets who were rugged over the night. Uh, <laughs> which time? Uh, the Wall Street bets coin that came out yesterday. No, no, I'm saying which time. <laughs> oh yeah, which time? <laughs> the second, both. Yeah. <laughs> so in uh, the comments, Clones Cody asks an interesting question, which is why is Arbitrum, in your opinion, performing so well over Optimism, both at airdrops, but Optimism is pretty much a ghost town. So I, I would have to guess it's because uh, Arbitrum gave Curve the airdrop uh, <laughs> and Optimism is still tied up, but that's uh, just my maximalism showing. Yeah, that's, I don't know, Sam, do you have any, do you have a thought? I have one. Uh, GMAX. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah like there's a reason there's a reason to go to uh arbitrum other than just like random yield farming yeah yeah i think that's fair and i i think to take your um point that is funny and make it a little more general i like i really really do think it's about like organic developer ecosystem and like when i see arbitrum like year literally years before the airdrop it was people choosing to build on arbitrum like first the first one i knew about was uh DopX, who just like what i was told decided to build on arbitrum to throw them a bone and then after that it was just like all of these projects that were you know deciding to be part of arbitrum because of like this DeFi energy and and like building together and like optimism never got that optimism got like one shitty solidly fork and that solidly fork basically got all the tokens and like if you want to go farm you go ahead but you know it doesn't really seem like there's like real people that want to do real things on optimism in the same way that there is on arbitrum so is it that developers is it developers lead before tvl or is it that tvl leads before developers like which one which one comes first is it developers in my opinion I think it's the developers, like Haim said, in a way, because they actually choose where to uh, build their stuff and where to put, put, their, put their code and effort and hours of work and years of work sometimes. And I think Arbitrum has really uh, like uh, showed it, because you're right, the airdrop did, uh, the, but you don't just uh, do an airdrop. You can have a great airdrop if you also have great tech and a community which really anticipates it for like years. I know that... Uh, this airdrop was discussed like at least a year and a half before it uh, happened and the ecosystem became so big when it also was and it can't just be because everyone was just farming the airdrop otherwise they would leave i I think that uh, on the contrary it's for now it has the best tech and it attracts the best talent and that's why the tvl uh, follows Gary, can you bring up the uh l2b page just so we can take a look at it uh the which page is this? The one that I dropped in the, in the chat. I mean, the Arbitrum is is clearly hands down the winner of the L two wars at the moment. Like yeah. it, it just doesn't have any competition at all. 
Uh, well, I think like something super important for everyone to realize is that like, okay, so we have this term L2, which is like a, gen a generic term for Ethereum scaling, right? And then we have this term rollup, which specifically refers to like a side chain that settles back to Ethereum and therefore has like the crypto economic security of Ethereum. And like when we say that rollups are secure, like that's what that means. But if you look at this chart next to Arbitrum 1, next to Optimism, next to all these things, there's those little warning signs. And what they'll tell you is, is that like none of these rollups are actually rollups yet because we haven't made them permissionless. We haven't made them decentralized. Like they're essentially just like centralized computers that are running DeFi transactions and then putting the results on Ethereum. And like that's different from a rollup. And so all to say is that like when when we really think about these different solutions today, it really doesn't make sense to think about like them from the, the tech and like the under the hood. Like it really makes sense to think of them as like where are people actually choosing to build and to like domicile their things and like to spend their time because um, the tech is going to continue improving. It's not done yet. And like it's all a little bit like not really working quite yet under the hood um it'll get there and in the meantime like for what we care about like what matters is where developers are choosing to build and then who is willing to like play in that playground i'm sorry i didn't mean to take the oxygen out of the conversation <laughs> we're speechless no, we're stunned yeah exactly you, you're hearing us uh, silently agreeing and uh, accepting <laughs> Yeah. Well, oh, Sam, you're on mute. Sam, you're muted. That's why we're not hearing yeah, anything. Okay. Sorry. Sam's I, making all these yeah, brilliant I was, points. I was, I was just rolling in the background. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Arbitrum is crushing. And uh, what I have noticed about Arbitrum is that uh, the major DEXs have integrated them already. So they have withdrawals and deposits. Uh, it's it's like if you want to take USDC on Arbitrum where it's very cheap to use, like it's it's already there. And mm -hmm. uh, they've done a great. In fact, that's yeah. Okay. Oh, you know these bridges and the off ramps are are probably one of the bigger things that make uh, make a network or a chain usable, right? Because the main thing that people care about is like how easy is it to get money in and out. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I think that if you look back on the last cycle, the reason that like Solana did so well is they had this like dedicated. Well, we know now is a piece of shit on off ramp. But at least FTX, at least FTX was like day one. We have support for every single asset to come into Solana mm -hmm. at any size that you want, right? And that really matters a lot. And I think Arbitrum like has been able to do that as well too. And plus, their bridge is really nice. So I think those things kind of like all put together to to along with the developer stuff as well too to make a, a nice ecosystem that people want to come in and and build on yeah. top of. Uh, but that's probably a good place to wrap up. Real, oh. real quick before we do, uh, one of the coolest projects, this is Alpha Leak right here. One of the coolest projects to deploy on Arbitrum uh, is none other than Leviathan ah. News. Uh, there is now a Gnosis safe uh, for Leviathan News that is Arbitrum for. Yes. So we're going to go ahead and drop the uh, link to this in the show notes. Um, we'll be able to use this for a number of things like some on-chain activity, uh, things like Gitcoin grants, but uh, stay tuned. Much more, much more news to that for, uh, from that to come. You guys are the best. <laughs> so if uh if you do want to support the show 
uh, we'll have that in the show notes. You can come and uh, and donate some funds to us uh, to pay for it. Fifty thousand curve USD. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stairway so, itself can walk too. Stairway itself can walk too. Uh, Elon Elon needs to get his eight dollars a month to pay for the Twitter Blues subscription, and uh, and yeah. So we will see you again tomorrow. Today is May the fourth, and uh, until the tide returns and Cthulhu <laughs> comes and destroys the world, uh, we're ready for it. Uh, <laughs> this is live at the news, and we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, this is it. Be with you. <laughs> Good luck, folks. Thanks a lot.